uh, coming in again, coming in hot, and I'm masked up. Yeah, little virus boy. Not the COVID though. The no. uh, the uh, I don't, I don't even know. What Dude, I felt know. violated. All right, I'll give you guys the rundown. So I'm sorry that. I mean, what if I just speak like this, like just like my lip underneath? Will you be uncomfortable? Honestly, I. All right, we'll keep a mask on. We'll keep a mask. You don't on. sound that. I mean, I'm coming through. You sound like you have a mask, but like it could be. I mean, could be worse. It could be. worse. I could get a virus and then be PO'd at you. He'd probably be mad at me. Oh, um, dude, if I have a throat thing in the next three to five days, I'll come and find you. Couldn't be me, dude. And hit you in your kneecaps, dude. Couldn't be me. Um, I called the doctor yesterday. Because I've had this little thing for, like, three days. And... <clears throat> oh, you can hear it, bro. You can hear your little stuff. The, I'm a little stuff, yeah. too. Well, everybody... Dude, all right. Allergy season is I'll do it, too. I'll, be, I'll do it with you. Oh, no. At least let one of us have dude, decent audio. I sound great. You sound clear. I can hear myself being muffled, but I don't have headphones in, so I really can't. It's fine. You sound fine. All you right. don't sound... You just got to get, like, up close and yeah, personal. Yeah, in that. I'm a... Eat this you also sound way more congested than me, so like that's also it. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. also not ideal. No, it's but you're not. wearing a cool shirt. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got dressed up. I don't know. I mean, we had quite a few plans today, Quinn. I know. So I feel like I guess dinner is canceled now. Maybe if you don't want to sit next to me, like you're gonna be right on top of me. I know, dude. And it's like it's so tough. But like, see, the beautiful thing is, like, we can reschedule dinner. Yeah, it's like not a big deal. I mean, I feel like this is the perfect excuse. Like, I I have a virus that I could give you. Yeah. No, I I want no viruses. And I didn't want to skip the pod because I wanted to show you how committed i am you also could have called in but like that's no fun no and like in is awful. we've got our we've got our windscreen yeah. in front of us and you don't have covid and it's like no. you know i've got a i'm fully masked up i mean i'm masked i'm i'm on steroids and i'm not yeah, feeling you juicy are. yet i told it doc's like hey mike let me give you some steroids for the inflammation and i was like hey doc how about you give me some real steroids for the ladies? Did you knock out? Summer's coming up. After the steroid, did you take them and just like absolutely knock? No, dude, I felt fine. Really? I even felt better because it. I, I don't. Maybe it was all placebo, but my throat just started to feel all right. Did you get some popsicles? No, I gargled salt water. Oh. Um. So that's kind of like a. That's like the popsicle of the South, I guess you would say. Yeah. Really. Um, I. Uh... So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long day. It's been a long two days. I finished an essay last night. Final for essay for this writing class. Oh, for the writing center? Yeah. To how to be a writing center intern? Pretty much. Um, did that quick seven pages in one day. But, Quinn, let me tell you what. I used this survey that has graphs, and those graphs take up about a full page so that's a quick life hack. For that's you a rookie. That's a rookie move. Rookie move. That's a rookie move. You know, rookies know. Rookies know. See, you got a rookie, you, a veteran move. I, I, let me tell you the veteran tell move me the here. Veteran move. All right. Well, let's. If, the veteran move is if the graph has writing, you block quote. You block quote, and then it's like boom. I have so many words, dude. In my McCaskill paper, I block quoted. 
I still have a little bit more to do. I sent yeah. Michael this. I have like 3,000, 2,000 words, yeah, 2,500, yeah. something crazy. It's like eight pages right now. Send Michael. I'm like, I'm in pain yesterday. It's a lot of words. Thursday. And I've block quoted some. I just don't care at this point. He literally yeah. goes, your grade's going to be determined after your first page. And I'm like, so why am I writing yeah, the rest what, of the page? What am I doing here? Um, Yeah. So Quinn and I, I mean, this is what it's like being a junior English major. You just write, 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 and you start to hate it. But my finals are done. I have two tests. My one test is for McBratney, but it's like an essay test, so not bad. No. I have like one actual test, but I'm done. Like, I have one final, and then I'm done uh, Wednesday the 12th. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I have to, dude, I have to do this Italian presentation on Tuesday. Over Zoom. Maybe yeah. we'll go 40 minutes over like your last one did last no. semester. Oh, dude, that was so brutal. Like 25 minutes over on the last day of class. I call the teacher out thinking my microphone's off. It's just on. She's like, hi, Michael, your microphone's hot, hot, hot. And I said, oh, all right, I'll see you. And just left the class. Last time I've ever talked to that professor. And it's... I mean, honestly, a nightmare. A nightmare way to end the semester, but we're doing it. We're living. Um, yeah, this semester, I'm ending it with an Italian an Italian presentation. And let me tell you what, Quinn, I really don't know much Italian. Like, Who does? I don't. Uh, that's the thing. It's like it's like Inglorious uh, in Bastards. I'm going to say that because it's a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said third best i don't know any italian brad pitt bon, bongiorno excellent movie quote quinn thank you so i have to do a presentation on italian art history here i'll take some of that quinny's sanitizing in in the stew it's because i just touched my eyes and i was like my because like anytime with contacts i'm super self-conscious now because like i don't want any eye here i don't want any uh Oh, I gave you so much. Good, though. I need it. I might just wash my face. Well, like, I don't with contacts. You know, you, like, don't want any infections or anything in your eyes. So oh. I'm always, like, super self-conscious when I'm near my eyes now. Sure. I mean, I would say even without contacts. Well, I would, right. I would not want Even with allergies, too. And then you're, like, touching on your eyes. Yeah, and big time. you don't realize how much you touch your eyes. You don't. No. But, uh. Yeah, that does not sound fun for Italian. I have I have a philosophy. My philosophy test to end the semester. Mm. Going to be horrible. Yeah. But, you know, I'm done the 12th. Um, hopefully, I was supposed to have a date yesterday. Yeah. Crazy. Nothing. Nothing. It, she knows Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn's all of a sudden just, like, popping off on Tinder. Just got date after date. You know, just, you know, these he's a hot commodity these days. <laughs> you know, um, crazy though. She knows Michael, his whole family. I think we may have met at your sister's grad party, but I do not remember. Yeah, Quinn calls me. He's like, "Yeah, so I'm taking your sister's best friend out to the coffee <laughs> shop." All right, dude. All right, sounds great. You know, why? Why not me? These things happen. I think it's, I mean, it's going to go well. Quinn's got that charm. I mean, oh. couldn't go wrong, except she has bad allergies, just like me. 
Um, Everyone does. Had dude, to cancel yesterday. It's awful. Tough. Tough scene. But, you know, hopefully tomorrow, one day of this weekend. Yeah. Dude, my boss sends me the most passive in our group me. I have office hours today. He's like, uh, he was like, he sent out work assignments today. And he's like, uh, me and someone else in the office is like, uh, no work today. I'll trade you for doing work this weekend. Like text someone to like schedule work. And I'm like, I've worked every weekend for the past two months. Like no shot. I'm working. Yeah. That sounds awful. Oh. The, the sports boss? Yeah. Dude, what does no, he want you to do? Just watch more? Just work more. They need more people. And it's like, dude, I've worked literally since, uh, I don't know what's, it's about to be. I've worked, I think I've worked the past eight weekends. Yeah. No Jeez. shot. No shot. No. I'm taking the next two off. I have to write so much in finals. Yeah. No shot. Yeah. I feel that. Dude, I am, uh, yeah. I mean, I've got work so I got the call from the union. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm helping take down the draft stuff on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Oh, man, that's not going to be fun. It won't be, but, I mean, I'm going to make a couple hunch, so I'm not mad about that. Are I you getting also... paid more for doing that, or is it your normal rate? No, it's definitely just normal. Normal union wage, I would say. I mean, that's still, you work You work before lunch. You've already got a, a Ben Franklin. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's nice. I mean, it's great. Do you get paid lunch? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's the union, babe. Come on. You're, uh, you work hard, and, you know, you get what you're worth. And so I'm helping take down the draft. Hopefully my virus doesn't get any worse because um, that would probably be pretty brutal, just grinding for, like, 10 hours. Yeah, with, with a, a virus. With a virus in me. I want to know. But, I want to know how they diagnosed you over, like Zoom. So I gave her my symptoms, and then literally felt like she wasn't just like it's allergies. That's so strange to me. Well, it felt like some sort of bootleg thing. Like I'm sending her pictures to her email while we're on the call. Well, like we started with the FaceTime, and then our connection was bad, so we just moved to a phone call, and I'm just emailing her pictures in my throat. My sister's got her camera halfway down my throat, just snapping angles of my tonsils. The world we live in. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, And it turns out that I had a tonsil stone, too, which oh. is just like a buildup of... Maybe that's why it's hurting. N well... I think the there's my diagnosis. Thank you, Doctor Doctor Orlov. <laughs> dude, because I remember, like, la dude, I just remember because this stopped me from going on a date, and I was so mad. Every year, I get like my throat swells up yeah. at some point, kind of like what you're explaining, probably like oh, a virus yeah. kind of thing. Awesome. But I don't need steroids because I'm built different. You are, <laughs> and um, I just remember. So I thought it was COVID because you know we were in the COVID world. Wasn't COVID. Wasn't strep. It yeah. was just swollen. And then I text the person. I was like, hey, I'm not sick. And they're like, well, I'm going to college in like a week. I don't want to get sick. And I'm like, I but, hate my life. But I want a date. Yeah, fact. Yeah. It's what I wanted, but I didn't get it. Hey, man, you live and you learn. Like, I I mean, I can't go on a – I wouldn't go on a date. I mean, I literally had to cancel our date tonight. I know, but it's fine. I'm supposed to go work with children today at the after-school program. Probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, they're children. They uh, 
that's the thing. They might. Get, I should be more worried about myself than them. Like they you probably might get, get sick. Yeah, from them than right? you to them. I'm just gonna get a couple sneezes in the face. It's not gonna end well for me. Dude, kids are just germs. Yeah, really are everywhere. I mean, like I work very closely with them, and they do not know a thing about personal hygiene. I mean, these eight-year-olds, I mean, fingers and mouths, I mean, they're playing tag, they're grabbing everybody everywhere. When was the first time, I think, like, I don't know, when you're, like, 13, when you start to, like, you know, put on deodorant is when you start showering every day. Yeah. Mostly. You know, like, children don't shower every day. Oh, no. No shot. Well, I mean, they don't need to. No. Yeah. I mean, they have no concept of... Of boundaries either. I, the amount of hugs I've received In from COVID. complete strangers. They just don't understand. Well, no, I don't mind, to be honest with you. I mean, like, hugs, there's something so sweet about a genuine hug from a little kid. But it's like, honey, I don't, I'm a stranger to you. Like, um, we've met four or five times. Um, yeah, that's wild. I mean, it's great. It makes me excited to have nieces and nephews, per se. But, I mean, these kids got to learn. I know that I'm such a welcoming and just, you know, open arms individual that people are just inclined to be more, you know, receptive to me. But, you know, we got to teach these kids a little stranger danger. I don't know. Fact. I agree. Yeah. Stranger danger and a half. You know... I was the type of kid, like, I was never going to get abducted. You know. No. Not with your bleached hair. No. No chance anyone wanted. Well, the thing is, it's everything goes full circle. I had this hair when I was a little baby. Bleached blonde hair. Yeah. And then it got darker. And it got darker. And now it still gets light in the summertime, but then I just artificially induced the lightest color. And I'm, I need to re-dye it, too, but I'm going to wait till I talk to my union boss. Um, so that he doesn't be like, hey, what the heck? Like, you have a little fruitcake? Yeah. Like, Slim Shady over here? Like, nothing. I've been called Slim Shady about 150 times. Never phased me once. As you should be. If my union boss called me Slim Shady, I'd feel so bad. That's the one person. Because, like, he is such a guy's guy. And, like, such a just absolute... He is maybe the most masculine man I've ever encountered. And for him to call me slim, oh, that's a blow to the ego that I don't think I could recover from. I mean, I would just feel so self-conscious. Just his masculine energy piercing right through this blonde veneer that I've put up. It would just, I wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah, that'd be it. You'd have to quit. <sighs> you couldn't stand a chance. I might. That's it. That's it. It's over. Yeah. So we're going to wait till I meet with him. Then we're going to re-dye it. Because, um, I mean, it's October beach summer is what it is. Fact. Dude, only four more days of class than finals. Or five because we've got today. And then. Yeah. Woo. Dude, I just transferred about seven hunch from my Robin Hood. And I'm investing every penny of that into October beach club. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta invest in yourself, dude. Right? Seven hundred. Seven hundred. I mean, that's casual, dude. Wow. 
I mean, we're. I mean, that's like not that much work for what you're doing. That's like true. You know, not even a week. True. It's very true. But so you know, maybe you just like work an extra week this summer. Yeah. To 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 end it, you know. The way that I view that money, that's all money that I just appeared out of thin air because stocks are just the way they are this year. Um, My stocks have not been doing well. Really? Well, not as of recently. Yeah, no. Past like month and a half, two yeah, months. Yeah, things have really slowed down, but I, you know, I made my money while it was hot, hot, hot. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to invest that money. I was thinking about just taking like, so I've got, you know, a decent amount left in the Robin Hood. Maybe take about 500 of that out again, take it to the casino, and see what I can do. Bold. Like, see if I can turn that five hunch into maybe a grand. Maybe throw it all on black. Or you lose it all. Right, but that's the thing. It's like I never was supposed to even have that money because stocks. And God, that is a terrible way to think about it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like either I double it or I lose money that never should have been mine is the way I see it. Yeah, that's horrible. It's like I'm going to... You know, the die don't lie. I, 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 I cannot back you on Does that. Does God want me to have this money? Doesn't matter if God wants you to have it, you have it. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess. I guess. I don't know. What's your philosophy on uh, un- unearned money? Unearned money, not earned money. Money's money. Green's green, baby. Okay. Okay. Just means I invested well. Yeah, right? I mean, I like in a way it means I'm not going to take it out and spend it. That's my thing. Like yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't gamble it. I might gamble some of it, but not yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do all of it. Not, I also also wouldn't go and gamble to uh to try like I wouldn't try and double it if that makes. I might like take 250 and try and double that and then yeah. you got 750 cuz like, you know, if you lose half of like money you didn't have. Right. It's fine. I okay. guess. Yeah. I don't know. Did you watch the draft last night? No. I watched the first round. T Law. Ooh. Um, how about what's your take on the draft? I thought it was interesting. They had Kings of Leon play like a minute thirty of one song. I thought that was hilarious. Like they probably paid them so much money to come and play half of like one song. Yeah. Um I don't know. I thought it was interesting. There were some interesting picks, some not picks. I don't know. The Browns is cool, like, having to stay up till 11 something to watch the Browns pick. That was new and different, Very and nice. I was here for it. Um, What else? I like the Browns pick. He's from Northwestern, smart cornerback. Mm. Not mad about it. I think they should trade up. There's a guy. He goes by Jock. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's not an easy. His first name is Jeremiah, but his last name's Owensu and then something K. I can't pronounce it well, nor do I have it in front of me, so I'm not going to try. But he's from Notre Dame, and he's like a safety linebacker dude and like fits the Browns' defense. Let's go. So I want them to trade up and get him because he's like, I wanted them to pick him at 26. But I don't know. I think it's hilarious. The Steelers drafted a running back in the first round. Terrible place to draft a running back. So jokes on them. All the Steelers fans were so happy on social media. And I'm like, we got Nick Chubb in round two. So jokes on all of you. Yeah. Dude, that's fair. 
That's kind of a that's a true thing. That's the sad thing about a running back, right? The shortest lifespan. Oh my god! It's mm-hmm. also the NFL. It's like if you're not drafting a quarterback, a really good wide receiver, like a really good wide receiver, a corner or an end, and sometimes a safety. It's like you don't need to draft them in the first round. You can get them in other rounds. And like, I don't know. There was a dude. Uh, oh man. I think it was the Giants. He He's from Florida. Picked him, like, 20th. And he's, like, good. Didn't know who he was. And, like, there's definitely a dude in the sixth round just as good as him. Yeah. And they, like, wasted their 20th pick on him. I also think it's hilarious when teams trade guys. Like, uh, oh, man. The Jaguars traded, like, this really good cornerback. And then literally in the next draft with the pick that they traded, they got a cornerback who's worse. Yeah. It's like you already signed this dude to a contract extension. Just keep him. That sounds ridiculous. Oh, it's so stupid. Yeah. I just don't follow it. I I don't know. It's just not something that I've really ever been that interested in. What I am interested in is my boy from Notre Dame, Eichenberg. um, It's a lineman, right? Yeah. From Aggie. Yeah. He, uh, did he go? Did, was he? Not in the first round, no. But he's he's gonna go today. Second and third rounds are today. He'll be off the board. That's amazing. I mean, to think that could be me, dude. You know, like dude, Gregory, the guy the Browns draft is like twenty. The yeah. third pick is, uh, I think he's the youngest player in the draft. Wow. I think he's like twenty, and like not that many days into twenty. And it's like that's wild. Dude. Oh my god, the the it's crazy. Uh, think about it. There's um. See, it's crazy to think about because I see this is one of the reasons I love sports. So the second pick, his name's Zach Wilson. So they have a little pod. You probably saw. So they have like the pa- the pods where all the players were like tested. Okay. And so everyone was negative. Like everyone was maskless. Whatever. But he's from. He went to BYU. From this small community in Utah, like he's Mormon. All of them are Mormon. You know, went to BYU. And fun fact, Mitt Romney, there's a Romney. There's, like, two Romneys who play there. I don't know if there's kids or his, like, nephews. Yeah. They're definitely related because, you know. children that he grew in a lab or something. Could be. They're, they're pretty good at football. Yeah. But this dude went to BYU, and he's, like, never left Utah other than, like, when they left for football. Now he's going to New York. and That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'll succeed, though. Do you know how different... I can't even imagine growing up in the plains of Utah, yeah. going to BYU, being like this extremely... Shel- in a sheltered... You know, if you're in any religious community like that, you're sheltered. No Very. doubt. Sure. New York, no one cares. No one cares. who you- People who don't like sports... I mean, this dude's like a pretty boy quarterback. Okay. He'll be walking around New York, and people will just be... If he's terrible... And he's walking around New York. People will hate him. Oh, yeah. Hate him. I also think it's hilarious. Like, the NFL makes no sense to me because they literally, the Jets, traded their quarterback, who they drafted the same year the Browns drafted Baker, so three years ago. Give him three years, no help, no help whatsoever. And then they trade him and then draft a quarterback. It's like, why don't you just draft a weapon and see if this dude's good? Because, you know, like, every if you're terrible again— you're going to be in the same spot. Right. And then you can get a quarterback and still have this amazing dude. Like, Bengals draft a wide receiver when there was this great offensive lineman there. 
hilarious, hilarious. Joe Burrow's knee is just like, help me. <laughs> Dude, his knee got absolutely hey, murdered because he didn't have see a. That. Oh my God. When Joe Burrow got hurt, so you know when most times when people tear their ACL, you tore your ACL, right? A lot of time it's non contact. And like usually, I mean, sometimes people are really in pain, but sometimes it's like, oh my God, that hurt. And then yeah. you can walk after it, right? Yeah. I would say that's like 75%. Yeah. I don't know the numbers. That's what I'm going to guess. Uh, it's similar to my experience. My experience, uh, there was contact. It was pretty gross. My knee, it was a very muddy field. My foot like planted. And, you know, usually my body would rotate when I get hit. Um, there was no rotation. My foot just got stuck in the mud. Pain. And uh, so it definitely hurt because there was, I tore my ACL and my meniscus. Okay. And so, did you tear any of the other CLs? I don't know. My MCL, to be honest, I don't even know. I ACLs anterior central ligament. Mm-hmm. I don't know what anything else is in my knee. I know that they took my patellar tendon and grafted it onto my ACL. Yeah, stronger than your other one now. It's wild. And the screws that they used to, to graft it on there are just dissolved into my knee. Yeah. They're just dissolving screws. I mean, it's modern medicine is just marvelous. Uh, oh, I, dude, it's what? So, Joe Burrow. We'll get back to modern medicine yeah, in a second. Yeah, yeah, please. Joe Burrow. If you look at the, if you Google hit, I wouldn't do it because I think it looks disgusting. These are huge men, yeah. huge men coming at unnatural speeds to like other. I mean, Joe Burrow's an elite athlete, but their offensive line horrible. His knee like planted, but it like went so it planted right and then it like extended and he literally couldn't walk after it. he'll be fine for week one but you know you need to protect your number one overall draft pick yeah. at all costs but modern medicine the crazy thing is so you think of any of these athletes right who get hurt with like acls uh the other one that comes to mind is like tommy john surgery and it's like, yes, it usually takes guys a little time to get back, but it's like once they're back, the wear and tear you put on your body if you're an athlete for your whole life, and then you get a brand new ligament, <laughs> like, it's honestly unfair. All these dudes who get Tommy John in the MLB, I mean, most of them come back throwing faster. What is Tommy John surgery? It's your uh, UCL. Okay. And you get, so you know the little, you know, if you like flex your wrist, you know that like muscle right there yeah so they graft one of those put in your arm and if you're throwing if you're a pitcher and you're throwing your whole life like let's say you've been a pitcher since 16 only and doesn't it count so yes you play all these games right you throw these innings but then it's like you have off season and then all the times you warm up and de-escalate and all those things right you're putting so much wear and tear on your arm so much yeah and then you come back and you get a brand new, basically a brand new arm. And then you just come back and you throw. So I mean, most some guys don't come back and throw faster because their arms are just messed up. Yeah. But some dudes come back and just absolutely chuck it around. So that's amazing. I, yeah. I mean, you wonder what an athlete's body, especially in the NFL, is going to look like after a a long, long career. I mean, you gotta imagine pretty much everything. I mean, in look their body at anyone who like comes back, who's like not on TV. You see Bernie. Co- I mean, Bernie. He's. I mean, he's an alcoholic. You can 
You can tell. Not great. But, I mean, look at Bernie. He looks horrible. Horrible. He was on the draft last night, and everyone was chanting Bernie. He looks like he has no idea where he is. (laughs) I didn't see that, but CTE, right? That's so Oh, my God. Did you see that movie with Will Smith a couple years ago, Concussion? No, but I I know the story behind. I, like, read the... I know the whole... I Yeah, I know all of that. It's horrible. It is horrible. It's absolutely... You see the dude... um, uh, it was probably a month ago, a month and a half. I don't know. Time's not relative. He, he was a corner in the NFL, killed six people, then killed himself. No, I did not see that. Oh, yeah. His brain got donated to Harvard. or It's either Harvard or Boston who does, like, all the CTE research. Wow. And definitely something. I mean, he was not mentally stable. Yeah. Probably because of CTE. I mean, look at Aaron Hernandez. Right. That man. It seems like it's got to be a combination because, you know, why isn't everybody that's, you know, from the NFL killing people? It's got to be some combination of you are a absolute D-bag and then your brain gets scrambled up for your entire lifetime. And the combination of those two, like you, you have some predisposition to erratic behavior and brain trauma and two of those things together just creates a, a absolute monster that we've seen with aaron hernandez with uh, the guy you just talked about imagine getting hit in the head since peewee football yeah. i played one year of football in eighth grade my first play ever i didn't get a concussion i get all this stuff i got drilled in the head drilled no concussion just hurt Really badly. Yeah. Like, was not a fun experience. And, like, I was fine, not concussed, whatever. Like, cleared to keep playing, all that jazz. I can't imagine doing that with, I mean, I was in eighth grade to, like, another eighth grader who's not that big no. compared to NFL. I can't even imagine doing that and getting hit. Like, you see, um, I just remember when. The one that hit, I mean, the NFL is so safe now because if you, like, drill a dude in the head, you get suspended and fined. But, like, when Mac Wilson hit Juju, I think it was two years ago, and it's, you just see his uh, – they take their helmet usually because you can tell when guys are absolutely concussed. And, like, Juju's ear was bleeding. Jeez. Are you kidding me? Your ear's bleeding and you want to keep playing? I mean, that's just the love of the game right there. That's grit. That's that's a beautiful thing. Oh, my God. I mean, let's get this kid to the hospital. There was that one controversial call um, when the Browns lost. Oh, my God. Oh, to the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. And he just, uh, who's, who got absolutely mauled? It was, just it was a, Higgins. Higgins got drilled in the head. Pure targeting. Fumbled the ball out of bounds, out of the end zone. Yep. Which turned the ball. It was the dumbest rule i've ever heard of in my life but the dude didn't get called for targeting because the nfl obviously wanted the chiefs to win but there's like instant replay i don't know why oh my god you got me start on this makes yeah, me dude. angry but rashad higgins i guarantee you did not go into concussion protocol like and they have the whole nfl they have um i think they're i, I think they're neurologists like not part of the team who are on the sidelines and can, like, take guys off. Like, they people watch the games and they watch replays and, like, some dude gets drilled in the head. They're like, all right, like, you have to come off. We're going to 
do whatever the bases test. Definitely didn't come off. No. No shot. Probably, my guess would be had somewhat of like a mild. Like, oh, yeah. It does not take much to get a mild concussion. No. I mean, I gave myself last episode, if you'll recall, I certainly gave myself a mild concussion when I absolutely domed me with uh, the those shears, those loppers. Remember when I... Oh, yeah. I mean, I gave myself a cut on my face. My head was a-ringing. And, I mean, that's myself. Imagine a grown man trying to kill you. Like, yeah, you're probably going to get your brains jammed up a little bit every time. And that's, yeah, I, I think that's more so than the big hits. Like, my takeaway from that movie, Concussion, that I watched a while ago but was pretty cool, is that it's not so much the big hits that everybody, you know, screams about. It's the little ones that happen every single time mm-hmm. that just kind of compound over your career to where it's like by the end of your career, you probably have around 100,000 like mini head trauma incidents. Like you got to think at least once a play or maybe we'll call it once every drive from the time you're what 13 to the time you're 35 if you're, you know, a long-term NFL player. And that's insanity. Yeah. Well, I mean, they get compensated well for it, so yeah, true. I mean, that's really the the philosophical question behind one, the NFL, people love violence. That's why it's still around. That's why people love hockey, too. They get paid extremely well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to do the cost basis analysis if you're a player of if you are willing to risk your life for future familial success and, like, loving this sport and all you do or not playing. I mean, there are guys who retire at like 30, but still. Like, it's kind of what you got to do, I feel like. Like why is Tom Brady still in the NFL? Cuz he doesn't get hit, he's a quarterback. Okay. And if you get hit in the head, you get uh you get flagged. Yeah. That's kind of nice that they have that. They've got a little That's why quarterbacks have been playing forever now cuz quarterbacks don't run and you don't get hit. Yeah. It's the position to play. It really is. It's kind of sad. I want to see some blood. I want my QB to be able to take a hit, boy, you know? Yeah, but then you have, like, yes, I agree in a sense, but then you have, like, RG3 who, like, ran all the time and then tore his knee and then was terrible. Yeah. Horrible. And I then mean, let's get some turnover. Like, in no way should you be 40-plus years old and just work in it. Like, there should be some young buck in there that can do your job better than you. Oh, probably. I mean, it's like, it's so interesting to think about all of, I love thinking about old players in sports because, like, you know, my favorite is soccer because Mm. usually, right, soccer or basketball because it's like fitness all this you're playing the whole time it's yeah. not like football where you're playing a drive baseball is easy like you jog yeah. i don't know when you sprint if you're old ever i don't think i've ever seen any old player have a hustle double they're just like i'll take the single yes please <laughs> and or like an old pitcher you know they just learn how to finesse same thing with like soccer there's this guy for uh liverpool i think he's like 35 
It's like his 18th year. He played for Leeds. He like came up when he was 17. I mean, this dude's like a physical specimen. So freak. He's a freak athlete. Yeah. Dude's like cut up beyond belief. Jacked. But, you know, he's not the physical fitness of like an 18-year-old. Right. To like a twenty-five-year-old, and but I mean he's still playing, which is crazy. And like the physical fitness, you need to play soccer. Oh my god! I think soccer athletes are the best. The uh, I wouldn't, I would say they're the best athletes in terms of endurance. Yeah, the and, most in shape, if you will. Yeah, you have to. I mean, theoretically, you only sprint not that much of the time, but you're like on the pitch. Running, see, I sound yeah, like such right? a. I mean, what's the average player running? Three so, plus no, miles. It's like six and a half. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Six and a half, and probably two of that maybe is just pure sprint. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? That's so much. Football, you're coming off every however long, and you have commer- the thing I love about soccer. There's no commercials. You have 45 minutes, halftime. 45 minutes. If you're in, like, a bigger thing, there's, you know, extra time sometimes. But you know what you're getting. Right. That is nice. Now, the kid, when I was in eighth grade, I ran track with this kid. Or, no, I was in seventh grade. This kid was in eighth grade. He plays soccer here, Max Hess. Oh, yeah. He, I went to grade school with him. And he was an absolute specimen, like you said. He's got a terrible tattoo. (laughs) Don't tell him that. And he was better at track than me, and I was so mad. He was faster at the mile than me. I run track my entire life. This this soccer player just decides to join in with me, and he can just outrun me in the mile. I just I was blown away. Now, mind you, I have the record still in my grade school for the 800 meters. That's half a mile. What would you run it in? I ran it in two minutes and 11 seconds. and Just a dead sprint. There's just nobody going to beat that because that's just an elite time for an eighth grade boy. What's your fastest mile? Uh, Not that great. Probably like five minutes and 20-some seconds. But, like, when you get down to it, like, you like beating four minutes is, is nothing. Like, you low four minutes, you're good. Like, if you can get, like, a 420 and below, you're pretty decent. If you can get below 410, you're elite. If you can break four minutes, which has been done before, you are you are on the upper echelon of people that have ever touched a track field. Well, think about the people who run the, the Boston Marathon and win it. They, they do it in, like, two two hours and, like, 50 minutes. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense to me. It's disgust, and then it's like, I have the rest of my day. Like that was, you know, not that much time. Right? Yeah. Like you do one of the most impressive feats in three hours. That's literally like in the time of one and a half movies. Yeah, I, that's why I love uh, ultra marathoners. I find them fascinating. There's um, it's actually really interesting. He's a baseball analyst now, former baseball player. His name's Eric Burns. Does ultra marathons. He wrote a book. Really interesting. I read in like a day. <laughs> and super interesting stuff. So he went to, he's from California. He went to UCLA. And he was like decent at baseball, you know. He like stuck around, like a good player, you know. Um, always interesting to watch. He's hilarious now. He's like got a great personality. But 
he, uh, I remember reading this book, right? And he's talking about when he figured out he like liked running. Cause he was like, you know, when you're a kid, you know, and you're playing like baseball or I think he played football and all like other sports like that. And you know, you don't like think about running on its own. And then one day he like talked back to the UCLA coach as a freshman and the coach was a runner and he was just like, do laps around the field. He's like, don't talk back to me. Just do laps. Whole practice. And he said he ended up running for like two and a half hours, like the whole practice. And the coach was super impressed. And then when he started ultra marathoning, he like talked with his coach and he was like, oh yeah, I could have told you like, you like doing this when I saw you run. And he ran, I don't follow him on social media, but I've seen it. On his birthday, he did like 40 miles on a tread on a treadmill. Disgusting. That is disgusting. He, uh, oh my God, his feet are so gross. Oh, I bet. I bet they're absolute works of art. Oh my God. Just the amount of, well, it's crazy because I think there's this dude, so you obviously you know David Goggins. Um, there's another one. I don't know his name. He's an ultra marathoner, but he'll like go to David Goggins house and they're like, all right, let's go for a run and they'll run like a marathon and then eat lunch and then run another marathon in the afternoon. That is terrifying to me. Like I have no level of motivation or desire to do anything remotely close to that. Their whole thing, I... I think, I mean, their whole thing's like this mental thing where they're trying to push themselves to a breaking point and they can't do it. But it's also like, who has that time? I mean, it's their job, I guess, technically. Sure. But like, can you imagine doing, it's like athletes or anything. When you do this for so long and then you reach a point and you can't do it, what do you do after that? Right. I don't know. Like, what happens when you're 65 and your knees give out and your hips give out (laughs) and you can't run 50 miles a day? You just write a book about it. Probably, and get PO'd because you're sitting at a desk. Right, that's the thing. Like once they can't move around anymore, they're just gonna die because their bodies are just—they're just not gonna want to live anymore. They're just gonna ha- lose the will to live because they're just not gonna be able to do what they love. Well, it's crazy when you th- like. I hate not being able to walk or like I hate sitting in class. Like my Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'm so happy the semester is almost over because like I just sit in class until like two. Yeah. I don't want to do that. No. Horrible. Oh, it's awful. Awful. I mean, the worst, it it was even worse on Zoom because you would just sit in the same spot all day. You wouldn't even get up to go classroom to classroom. Just sitting in the same chair, just going from class to class, just sitting there doing nothing productive. It just, that was, that was tragic. Zoom was awful. Zoom was awful. Oh, my God. So... While we're talking about Zoom, let's talk about COVID and the and the pandy. Uh, have you seen all the stuff about India? Oh, they're they're getting they're getting hit right now. Yeah, I was reading something. Some might be misquoting this, but I thought this was fascinating. This this guy, he's a PhD. He works for Duke. He was like, if the rich countries in the world don't like give their vaccines out, then this pandemic could go on for I think he said like seven more years. But then, I didn't read the article, I read this headline, and then it got me thinking. I was like, how, like, I understand, I totally understand the philosophy, like, gotta share the wealth, 100%, gotta get people vaccinated, I agree with that, no doubt. But then, it's like, all of Americans aren't vaccinated, and yes, there are people who don't want to get vaccinated here, fine, cool, whatever. 
But it's like until you get everyone who wants to get vaccinated vaccinated here, they're not going to ship their vaccines right. out. It's like not going to happen. Absolutely. Like, I mean, we won the genetic lottery. We were born in America. And I'm sorry that we're better than you. And we get vaccinated first because we made it. We funded the scientists that made it. So you know what? Little Jeremy, little Jeremy that wants that two-touch, he wants that Pfizer two-touch. He's going to get it before we ship it overseas. Yeah. Well, and it's like I, I understand the whole, like, global perspective that people need to get vaccinated and all this. But you're not going to get the, the whole my whole issue. I was reading something also about India and it was like they're so they have a huge issue with their their drug administration um, because it's like spotty at best. So there's like a huge black market sale mm. of like fake drugs. Makes sense if you're like government doesn't. But then it's like to turn around and for the for them to ask other countries like help us help us help us and it's like why didn't you what like why are you asking us for help it's like you are this massive country yeah don't they have more people and they have like a billion people in india yeah it's like a billion and a billion in china and you don't have a couple super geniuses that are cranking out the well the whole thing i mean a lot the problem with the world in the medical sense is you get all these best doctors who come to America. Mm-hmm. Um, like my, one of my friends from high school, their parents are from India and his dad's one of the chief cancer doctors wow. at the clinic, Yeah, which is crazy, but he wasn't going to stay in India and be that easy. He came to America. Right. The land of the free, the home of the educated. Yeah, it's just crazy to think about in that sense. And then, like, I mean, you hear nothing. I was watching something about Joe Rogan, and I think he was an economist, and he was just talking about um, China, and he was, like, bashing the party. And so, basically, he was like, this isn't going to get aired in China because of the Chinese Communist Party. And, I mean, you hear nothing about I mean, you have no, I have no idea how China's numbers are. They probably don't produce them or where they're at. I, I read something about China's vaccine that is just like doesn't work. It's awful. Um, I don't know. I just, I mean, the guy on Joe Rogan was talking about how H&M and Nike were like, oh, is this cotton made from slave labor in China? And the Chinese Communist Party was like, well, we're, we're boycotting you now. And... <laughs> He was like, well, that's a problem if 40% of your business is from China. Yeah. And he was like, the the problem is the American government and these companies, there's like no subsidies for the American companies and the government. And he's like, they should work together, which I was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be smart and like use the political power. But he was like, doesn't happen. So there's like no incentives for these companies not to use slave labor in right. China. He's like, if American... If America taxed them ridiculously for slave labor, he's like, but then he was talking about, he's like, if, if Nike and H&M, right, are using slave labor, he goes, why do Nikes cost $120? He was like, what's the overhead if it's made by slave labor? 
Which is crazy that we're having this conversation in 2021. Yeah. And they're slave labor. It's sad. It's oh, so it's sad. so sad. But, like, how are they $100? Right. If it's made by slaves, what is the Nike? I would love, I mean. The profit margin is just insane. The greed. And these yeah. people. The The sickening thing to me about it is when you think about it. Yes, there's there's slave labor. There's no denying that. But it's these companies here. I mean, they know. There's no doubt they know. Yeah. 100%. I mean, the same thing with Apple, right? Oh, yeah, they know. There's no doubt they know. But it's like the profit margins that they're making are so great and astronomical, they don't care. At the end of the day, they're getting so rich, they don't care. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about because, you know... I would assume these people were like, I mean, they were young ones and they probably wanted to see like good change in the world. But then someone put a hundred million dollars in their bank account <laughs> and they were like, well, mm, this is nice. I don't I care mean, yeah. about anyone else but myself. Wait, wait a minute. Being rich is awesome. Oh my God. My dad was talking about Joe Rogan's is something off color about uh, it was something about, we were talking about Summer Walk yesterday. I have no idea what Joe Rogan said, but my dad was reading. He was like, that was stupid. And, cause he was talking about Joe, I think it was about money. And like, cause Joe Rogan just got the hundred million dollar Spotify deal, all that. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, my dad's like, if you're making a hundred million dollars, you can give some back. And I was like, okay, I agree with you. Like, yes, people need to be taxed like for the benefit of the greater good in America. Yeah. But I was like. The problem with our country, we're literally walking on a road, terrible potholes everywhere. I go, okay, sure, let's tax people for what? Yeah. I was like, people have been saying this since the 60s. I would say predominantly that's like, you know, civil rights movement. Still have major issues with that. But then I was like, okay, yes, let's tax people. But for what? Our education system's trash. Our medical system is trash, and, I mean, roads are, like, the other thing people yeah, think about when you get taxed. It's not good. Right. I mean, how for every dollar I give— What's happening? Right. How much is of that is going to bureaucrats that are just, honestly, just little barnacles that just latch on to old mothership America— and slow us down. It's sad. I mean, that's been going on for uh, before America was created. I mean, the, the the idea that there have been some sort of you know horrible bureaucracies that just get nothing done and just slow down progress, but get paid from the public dollar, is horrible. Yeah, it's it's really. Horrible, but there's not much you can do. About My dad's it. like, "What are you gonna do about it?" I go, "Not go into politics." I was like, "Why would I do that?" Because at the end of the day, what's gonna get done? Nothing, because yeah. all these massive companies are like, "Hey, uh, you know, electric cars would be good for the company, but I'm the CEO of BP, and uh, I like all the money here. Let's <laughs> see how much the CEO of BP makes. Let's oh, Google it, dude. I can't even imagine. I mean, this is." Like, no, no man needs right. this amount of money. He receives 
$2.4 million uh, before bonuses. Before bo- So he probably makes around like 50. Let's see. That is not as much as I thought he would make. Hold on. Two million? Still quite a lot. So, so he makes like 15. 15 million? That's a lot more. Hold on. I'm just trying. So it's it's like 15 before all his shares and stocks, I would assume. So he, that's like his base salary, and okay. then he gets X amount in, just like every other CEO, gets X amount in stock. But, you know, he's like electric cars. He's probably like, you know, it's probably good for the earth. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't believe in climate change. Yeah. But, you know, he's like uh, electric cars. Nope. I don't think I will. I don't think I will. Like, right. Well, it's hard to believe in climate change. I mean, not even just like to believe in climate change. It's so hard because not only does he have his interest in mind, he's got the interest of his shareholders. He's got the interest of the entire company. Like He is responsible for making sure that from the CFO to the lowest level worker at BP has a job and has food and is able to supply for his family. That's his job. He oh, yeah. doesn't care about, you know, the oceans rising an inch. Like could care less. He has a job to do and he's gonna do it. And anything that gets in the way is, you know, collateral damage. Which is crazy because I think I agree with you. I agree with you. Um because you know he's like in the interest, he's he's a businessman. He wants his job, money, whatever. Cool, I get it. I, I'm with you on that. But the crazy thing to me is all these companies are just like nah to electric power, and it's like that's the way it's going, yeah. in my opinion. So it's like, why not start now and just start switching your stuff over? Because it's like no doubt. B, so BP's an oil company, or based in oil, they probably do other stuff, mm-hmm. gas, you know, obviously. Why don't they just start making electric stuff? I mean, you they have the money. They have the money to put into it. It's like, boom, switch. But, the, I mean, we need governmental change for that. And right. I'm sure there's doing there's some R&D going on, but it's just hard to turn that. I mean, that is a corporation that's probably, I mean, I don't know how many employees they have, but. Let's look, I'll Google it. I mean, you're talking the size of probably a small government. It's not going to be easy to just make some huge changes in this corporation. They have 14,000 people in the United States, 15, okay, 84,000 worldwide. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that is a large city. Like, they they basically employ a large city or a tiny country. They're worth $85.9 billion. Oh, my God, their stock's not that much. Interesting. Interesting. Their stock's twenty five, sixty, yeah, U.S. dollars. Wow. Oh, um, like bye bye bye. Oh, dude, their headquarters is in London. This is so interesting. We took a deep dive into BP. Yeah, it's a good case study in, you know, why why is the world still based in this oil? We know it's, you know, harmful to the environment. We know that ultimately. You don't want to be using a resource that has a finite amount. I mean, if as a civilization, we're trying to move towards the end game and we're trying to, you know, sustain this earth, like, why are we still using resources? Why are we still using dinosaur juice that's pumped out of the ground? You know, like 
fact. Dude. How can we not figure out a better thing to do? It's crazy. I just, uh, who knew? Who knew? So I'm on Google and like the little the little tabs like people also search for. It goes mm-hmm. Royal Dutch Shell. Who knew Shell was based in the Netherlands? Both based overseas. It's called, it's based in the Hague, H-A-G-U-E. I don't know if I said that correctly. It's based in, it's based in the Netherlands. No, Who knew? I, I would have never guessed this. Dude, that's crazy. This is just like super interesting. Their stock price is even lower. Their stock price is $18.91. Down a percent today. That is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I never would have really expected that. But I think it's interesting that they're over. They're based over in Europe and in the Netherlands. I wonder if there's more relaxed business laws over there or something. Like, why are we based over there? I don't know. You would think they would be based in America? I would assume my guess one, it has something to do with the laws and how much money they can make, but it also probably has to do with thinking about the world. I mean, North America is just, you know, when you're thinking about international business, you're mm-hmm. going America, Canada, like Mexico City. Those are like the three big ones in North yeah. America. I don't really know anything anything else in South America. Maybe maybe something in Brazil. Not massive no. to the world market, in my opinion. Everything else is in Europe. Everything yeah. else. So it makes sense. It like does. I would understand. I mean, London's six hours from New York. That's not, not bad. bad. No. No. I have like a dog hair in my mask. Uh-oh. A dog hair. I know. Are we you have... sure it's not your beard hair? Yeah, because it's long. My long, beard's not that long yet. Many long beards over here. I'm getting ready for the summer. Let's oh, it's see. about to get trimmed. I'm just keeping it until finals, I Quinn, think. I'm going to tell you what. For May, I I mean, you're talking about taking care of your beard. I'm talking about taking care of my body. Let's get juiced up. By June 1st, I want you and I to be in the best shape of our lives. All right? And you heard it here first on Sweet Talk. By June 1, Quinn and I are going to be absolute juice monsters just looking so good. Getting ready for the summer because it's OBC, Quinny Orloff, Quinny Stand Up Summer. And it's we're taking no prisoners. So we're training for the war right now. All the wars. You know, that's and that's this week. That is this week. Praise the Lord. Wow. Baby. Enjoy yourselves. This is Sweet Talk, and we're out of here. <laughs>